Hey, what's one of the busiest lakes in the Carolina, but also one of the oldest? Actually, not one of. It is the oldest man-made lake in the Catawba River system. Lake Wiley is the answer. Kudos to all of you who got that uh, in the opening here of the Carolina Outdoor. It's the opening of this segment. Bill Barty on this side and on that side. You got Wes Lawson over here. Bill, this is going to be a lot of fun as we learn about one of our favorite lakes in the area, Lake Wiley, of course. That's right. We're going to find out who, who helps oversee the safety, the quality, and keeps the public informed on the water that both Belmont and Rock Hill use as drinking water. So Neil Brennan, the executive director from the Lake Wiley Marine Commission, is going to come onto the Carolina Outdoors to share what makes up this lake and its borders that include two states and three counties in the Charlotte metro region. Neil Brennan, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Well, good afternoon, and thanks for having me today. Well, it is fantastic to have you. We're glad that you're jumping on with Wes and Bill and uh, Neil, for all of our listeners out there, I mentioned that Lake Wiley is the oldest. It was a reservoir created in 1904 when the Catawba Power Company dammed up part of the Catawba River to create its hydroelectric power plant. From there, can you talk to us a little bit about the Lake Wiley Marine Commission and how it came about? Sure can. Um, it came about back in uh, 1997, a, a joint law signed uh, into law by both states. Curiously enough, they looked over each other's shoulders when they wrote this these two laws because they are virtually verbatim. And then in 1998, the Congressional United States Congress uh, passed a re- resolution acknowledging our existence and basically restating the state laws. We're comprised of three commissioners from each of the counties you mentioned, Mecklenburg, York, and Gaston. And uh, our charter is to uh, preserve, protect, and promote Lake Wiley. Well, let me ask you about that. You mentioned the 1997 law, which involved both states looking over each other's shoulders. uh, And and we understand that. And along those lines, we know that all water flows downhill. So tell us about the coordination that it takes, because you have Mountain Island right above you, of course, Lake Norman right above that, and and the tributaries that are pouring in. Are, Are there other commissions that are involved on other lakes that you're in partnership with or other Uh, municipalities that are in partnership with the Lake Wiley uh, Marine Commission. Tell us about that broader coordination. Yeah, Uh, well, we coordinate with uh, the Catawba Riverkeeper, one, uh, do some joint uh, efforts with them, which I'll talk about in a minute, but we also coordinate with the Lake Norman Marine Commission. Uh, My uh, understanding is that we are the only two marine commissions on the lake at the present time. And uh, from time to time, uh, we discuss the issues that are concerning the folks up there and uh, the ones that, of course, that we have, we can share with them. Um, Most recently, I suggested that they might want to consider implementing a uh, wake surfing idle speed regulation that South Carolina has. And we just implemented ourselves. One of the things that the in the law that I just uh, referred to uh says that we can make regulations that affect the lake 
And uh, we usually don't do that. But this one, because South Carolina in their legislature last year uh, implemented a, an idle speed, reconfirmed the idle speed regulation around all their docks down there. And they also implemented a, an idle speed regulation that's the uh, Water Sports Industry Association standard just for wake surfers to stand off 200 feet from any dock or person in the water or boat that's, uh, you know, uh, not underway and so on. So uh, we decided it would be a probably good idea if we made that lake wide, if you will. Right. And uh, took it upon ourselves to do this. Now, similarly, I've been speaking with our representatives to see if we can't get this, these two, uh, regulations in state law, North Carolina state law, as they are down in South Carolina. So it's kind of a two-pronged approach. We kind of thought we could get it done on our own hook a little more quickly than uh, than the wheels of the legislator might move. So uh, that's our approach there. <clears throat> but no, we coordinate with uh, Lake Norman, uh, Tava Riverkeeper Foundation, and we are funded uh, by the three counties. So each of the uh, counties uh, uh, sees that we are able to use the funds that they allocate to uh, carry out our mission. You've been a commissioner, or you were a commissioner for for 10 years uh, on the Lake Wiley Marine Commission, now Executive Director Neil Brennan. But So you've had eyes on this for a little bit. I mentioned that it's one of the busiest, but not only recreational with the no-wake zones and idle speeds and that sort of thing, but also on the banks a lot of people have built, moved, and live on the lake these days, and in those past 10 years, past 20, past 30 years, has that increased the challenge for the commission? Well, it does indeed. Let me just correct you. I was on the commission for about six years, and then uh, we have time limits, uh, term limits. So ah. I had to bow off for a year or two and then came back. So I guess all told I've been associated with it for <laughs> 10 years. Had a little gap in there, so I think your, your timing is probably accurate. Uh, but one of the things that this new construction brings is uh, an increase in development. And one of the things that that uh, the Lake Wilder Marine Commission has done in in conjunction in many instances with the Catawba Riverkeeper is to approach the various counties and ask that they implement more enhanced stormwater control and erosion control measures so that when the developers come on, they're they're really taking care to uh, minimize or eliminate as much as possible any uh, any runoff that goes in to increase the sedimentation in the lake. So uh, the answer to your question is yes, the uh, increased uh, development has, has certainly uh, caused us to, uh, to uh, improve our request for stormwater control measures. Also, uh, interestingly enough, the York County uh, Sheriff's Department, who patrols the lake, has a boathouse down on the south end of the lake. The Mecklenburg County, uh, Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police have a boathouse, uh, kind of center lake. But the Gaston County didn't have one. So we've committed to some of our funds to provide some seed money for a, uh, a combined Gaston County uh, Police boat boathouse. And... Uh, this boathouse looks like it's about a mile and a half from the Belmont City Fire Department, so we decided to make it a two-slipper and uh, ask if the, the Belmont Fire Department would like to have a, a place to keep their boat on the water 
so they wouldn't have to drag it behind a fire engine to get to where they mm. needed to go, and they thought that was a good idea, too. So <laughs> right now, the FERC process, Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, I always have to trouble with those acronyms, uh, is reviewing the plans for that, and we hope to get this thing uh, start construction here within the next year or so. The, the process takes much longer <laughs> than than the actual bill does, as you might suspect. So, Neil, along those lines, you've mentioned some of the agencies that have jurisdiction on the lake, and we never want to lean on the bad or scary things about lake recreation, but it does happen. Unlike driving on the road, there's no lanes on a lake, but it is the Lake Wiley Marine Commission's responsibility for the no-wake zones and safe navigation. But if there is an incident, how does a boater know where they are and who's going to come and get them if there is an accident or a boat fire, how does how does that play out? Because you're not at the intersection of Fifth and Main. Yeah, that's how a does lot it work? Well, yeah, one of the things that they can do is, of course, dial nine one one obviously right away. Try to pick out a landmark where they are, and sometimes the boaters know exactly where they are and can can express that. Um, I I understand that some of the uh, agencies, when they get that nine one one call, have the ability to to uh, localize where that call is coming from. We don't have any markers on the lake. Like, uh, I mean, this has been suggested before, uh, but it's, it's, it's not really a viable solution to put a mile marker, if you will, uh, on, a, on a boat on the lake, particularly because, you know, they'd be hard to see. Would they be on both sides of a river? Um, you know, there's no good way to implement that other than use your cell phone trust the electronics to give you the general location and get somebody out there uh, as best they can. So no good answer for that, but that's where we are. Well, and and I think also along those lines, too, is uh, regardless of someone's age, if you're going to be operating a boat, take a boater safety course, course, which, you know, y'all have some great resources for that. And I know there it says if you're under 26 by 2010, you don't have to do it, but uh, it's a good thing to do anyway um especially yeah. on a lake like like wiley it can be so it can be busy because everybody wants to enjoy it um but know what to do if something should arise or if you even have a you know a breakdown yes and and again that's uh, you can go on the website take a look at where those safety courses are implemented but getting back to you mentioned something about the uh, no wake zones and the no wake zones we are by law required to maintain the buoys on those in those uh, state-approved no-wake zones. The North Carolina Wildlife Resources Commission is the one who approves any request that comes through us on Lake Wiley hmm. for a no-wake zone, and they will send an inspector out to take a look and see if they think it's warranted. And they have certain criteria to do that. Uh, and and getting back to uh, that, so they have certain reasons why they will not establish a no-wake zone. For example, they don't do it to protect uh, eroding shorelines. They don't do it to protect floating docks or to protect property. So that's why we first went on these new regulations we spoke to a little bit ago, the idle speed regulations. We went to them first and said, hey, North Carolina Wildlife, how about you implementing these regulations and they said gee we can't our charter doesn't allow us to do that but you lake wiley marine commission can so that's why we did that now in south carolina the no wake uh, zone is handled by the uh, state 
Department of Natural Resources completely, both the no-wake zone uh, buoys and the danger buoys. And to be sure, we do not deal with danger buoys, simply no-wake buoys, uh, applications for both states and the placement of them in North Carolina. Interesting. So, you know, Neil, a lot of our listeners know that we talk about fish and fishing a lot. And there's one fish that we don't really talk about a lot that is introduced into the lake, and it's the sterile grass carp. Yes. Why do we have so many of those sterile grass carp in Lake Wiley? Well, and they have a great appetite for hydrilla, uh, which can come from, you know, some being tacked onto somebody's boat from another area, bring it in, and there it starts up again and so on. <clears throat> but uh, the Duke folks, we partner with them to uh, get this these trucks of, uh, of sterile carp brought in from time to time. And it varies over the year depending on the amount of hydrilla that the Duke people go out and survey to find out, you know, what the need may be. And over the past years, we've had uh, several, you know, a couple of hundred who jumped in, they dump them in, and then maybe a hundred the next year, then 90. And then in recent years, we haven't had any. But we've had a few little spotty areas where we've had to introduce some chemicals to spray on top of it, of the hydrilla. So it varies, but it depends on where the hydrilla is and how much of it is. And that, so we don't have the capability of, of assessing that. Duke does. So we partner with them and the state uh, to fund the carp that is put that are put in the lake to combat that uh, invasive species. Well, I'm no expert on hydrilla, but I do know that I don't care for it. And it, like any other invasive plant, especially, it grows and spreads like wildfire. So good luck to it the can. Gra- good luck to the grass carp, you know, because that's uh, they've got their work cut out for them sometimes. Sometimes, not yeah. always. Yeah. Well, it depends on what lake you're on. Uh, I understand there's. There's quite a bit on some of the other lakes, uh, but uh, Duke can give you the, the lowdown on exactly where it is and how much and so on and so forth. Right now, we're sitting pretty good uh, based on the last report we got from the Duke people who attend our monthly meetings, by the way. The voice you hear right there is Neil Brennan. He is the executive director of the Lake Wiley Marine Commission. We've already heard three commissioners from the three counties involved, Gaston, Mecklenburg, and York, uh, serve on the Lake Wiley Marine Commission at, with the Executive Director Neil Brennan on there. He's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty of the Carolina Outdoors, the outdoor guys from Jesse Browns. And, Neil, if we look quickly into the future a little bit, of course, the Catawba has been a busy place, uh, especially since, I guess, 1997. Uh, Great Falls is in the news downstream a little bit with what's going on after the relicensing and that sort of thing. Can you talk to us about you talk about acronyms. Uh, let's see if I can do this. Uh, the the SFRHP, South Fork River Health Project, and also what's going on with the Armstrong Ford Dam remove, Removal Study, Feasibility Study that's uh, kind of uh, been funded and put forth. What's happening in those two places, and why are they happening? Well, let me talk to you a little bit about the uh, the South uh, Armstrong Road Dam, which is on the South Fork River, that the the Catawba Riverkeeper has initiated a study, as you to which you referred, to see about the feasibility of removing part of that dam, not the whole dam, as many would think, but uh-huh. the, probably the 
Uh, I think the last report was like about the upper six feet of it to increase to flow by uh, removing that barrier. And that would also allow um, passage of boats. So Lake Wiley, you know, we might get a little bigger. Uh, but at any rate, that feasibility study was just done as, as part of the initial study. They still got a long way to go. Right. They have to analyze exactly what is down in there. Do cast a sign off on it. There'll be another FERC permit. This could take a while, but this removing a dam. Apparently, this is happening across the United States. So this is not an uncommon undertaking. Uh, you'll get a little more uh, flow. And the, the town of Cramerton has been known on a heavy range to flood out considerably. And uh, this would alleviate some of that, a good portion of that. So that's, that's where that stands. It's going to take a while to complete the studies, get everybody to sing Kumbaya and taking it out. <laughs> and then once that happens, you know, then, then that, can, that can occur. As far as the South Fork River Health Project is concerned, this is, a, this is an area of, of great concern. I consider sedimentation to be a cancer on the lake. And that's a, I've been briefing the three counties uh, annually for the last several years, both when I was chairman and now as executive director. And I keep blowing this whistle repeatedly that sedimentation is a cancer on the lake. There are some of the commissioners in Gaston County who grew up in Gaston County, used to water ski out on portions of this uh, tributary, the South Fork River. And now uh, that area is like a foot and a half deep. Right. And that sedimentation has come down from Lincoln County, from Gaston County, from Catawba County. And part of the initiative on the South Fork River Health Project, I chair a subcommittee on that group that's looking into enhancing the erosion control measures and the stormwater control measures so that we can better get a handle on where this stuff is coming from and try to stem it as best we can. There's monies that have been uh, attributed, uh, granted for the uh, uh, Duhart's uh, watershed. There's another for the uh, Catawba watershed. And these monies are designed to protect the watersheds and see if we can't stem some of this erosion. It's, it's, it's really insidious. And the, the, the developments have um, agreed to some of these enhanced stormwater control measures uh, that are come about because of a conditional rezoning. A lot of these developers want certain leeway with the land development codes and different rules that the municipalities have. And they request a waiver from some of those rules. Well, the city, we've convinced the city of Belmont anyway to, in, in, yeah, we'll give you your condi your waiver on X, Y, Z, but here's our conditions that you're going to have to agree to if you want those waivers that you've requested. And they are a list of enhanced stormwater control measures. We are trying to get these implemented in the Gaston County uh, as requirements, and then Curiously enough, a couple of the developers who are uh, looking to make uh, some uh, developments on the uh, South Fork and on the Catawba River, part of the both, all part of Lake Wiley, uh, have agreed to those same conditions that uh, we were able to uh, get for the Dell Webb project up on the South Fork. So this, these are not unreasonable requests, but we want to make them codified so that the idea would be, hey, let's put them all in the in the bucket 
And then if a developer wants to come and request a waiver from some that are not applicable to his particular site, then the city can grant that. Can grant the waiver. Whereas now, where yeah, yeah whereas now, they if it's a buy right build and they follow all the rules, they don't have to follow some of these enhanced stormwater control measures. But they recognize in most cases it's the right thing to do, and that's why these other two developers uh, have agreed to the stipulations that we put on the Dell Web community. The city did. I'm sorry, <laughs> we asked the city to do that, um, and and uh, so. Uh, it's not those things that we're asking are not unreasonable. It's, and in fact, some, some of them are exactly what happens over in Mecklenburg County. Just part of looking into the future to promote policies and regulations for the preservation of Lake Wiley and its wildlife and for the education and safety of the citizens who use this beautiful natural resource is the mission of the Lake Wiley Marine Commission. Executive Director Neil Brennan, thank you for jumping on the Carolina Outdoors, sharing your knowledge and your time with us and our listeners. And off we go. We're going to come back and wrap up the rest of this program. He's Wes. I'm Bill. This is the Carolina Outdoors.